The Education Channel supports individual educational goals and encourages creativity for all. Visit uctv.tv slash education. I would like to thank uh, the Robert F. Kennedy Human Rights uh, Organization for this invitation, uh, Dr. Morgan Appel for the invitation, uh, Christina Parker, or Community Relations from uh, EGE, and our dear Christian, or alumni um, from EGE, who is here, and one of the students, Diana, is also with us. Thank you, thank you so much for being here. Um, and the most important in my life, my dear husband, Jesus Pacheco, my beautiful daughter and my grandson are here also in this day uh, because that's, that's one of the reasons why I do this work. So when Dr. Morgan said uh, that I was invited uh, to talk about the human and, and, and this institute, and I asked him, and what do you want me to talk about? <laughs> he just said, just tell, tell your story. So this is my story. And I can say this is the story for, of many, many people. Uh, the ones who were bef uh, before us, like Robert F. Kennedy, that was also uh, working towards hu defending human rights. So, and... Um, of many, the story of many, many parents and uh, teachers, leaders, um, and students, because as you know, human rights is a basic, basic human rights is education. So um, I would like to start by telling my why. Why for many, many years, I do this, and why for many years I have chosen to serve low-income students. Students have been my passion, and it all started with my sixth-grade teacher and my strong mother, my sixth-grade teachers who saw on me the potential and my mother, who said, you will be doing something else different than me. And I say, okay. Um, at that time, I couldn't understand it, but uh, after I went to my schooling, because I have to go to school uh, far away from my birth town. So, and as women, it was not good for my father for me to go away. It was good for him that I will be a wife with many children. But at that time, thanks to, thanks to my sixth grade teacher, I was thinking another way. Because this teacher, this teacher believed on me and gave me the knowledge and gave me the wings for me to fly and I still using it. I was the first 
of uh, my 15 siblings to go to college, thanks to this teacher. I was the first to graduate. I got both my elementary and my middle school uh, credential, credential teacher 47 years ago. So don't make the count, I'm old already. <laughs> I since then have been uh, working in education. Committed, 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 always, always to do whatever it takes. If I start something, I finish. That's uh, because you saw, you saw on the news every, every time, there's too many things happening in the world. But uh, unfortunately, I'm not there. I'm here. And this is my area. And this is what I have control on it. So that's my uh, time, and that's what I do. That is why 30 years ago, I had to make the decision either to stay here in the USA or return to my old school in Mexico. A school that I also created to serve low-income students who were not attending school. And that for me was unacceptable. So we create this school with no chairs, with nothing, with no desk, with no books at that time. But uh, we have just a blackboard, uh, chucks, and we were under a Comercial Mexicana roof. But yet, the students were learning. Every day they come to school with a big smile, sitting in an empty jalapeno chiles can. They used to call us la escuela de los botecitos, the school of the empty cans. But they were learning. So that was, that, that was the school that I was working at before I came to the USA, and that was the school my, my children were attending also. So they were in the Escuela de los Botecitos. So uh, why did I have to make the decision to start or go back to my old school? This is why. My activists in education here in USA started at my children's school, when my daughter came home crying, crying that she didn't know. She, didn't, she did not want it to be at the school. She didn't want to go back. She didn't want to be there. So of course, as a mom, you say, what is going on? So the next day, I went to the school. And I was surprised that what they have told me was not the case. When I enrolled them at the, in the school, they told me they will be in a bilingual program. They will be taught in Spanish while they were learning English, but that was not the case. In Mexico, my two children both 
knew how to read, write, uh, write and speak in their primary language. So can you imagine those children in the classroom all day do not understanding anything the teacher was saying? That was criminal for me. So um, I, as the resource teacher, I am a teacher. I know how to teach in Spanish. Please, I volunteer to be in the classroom. Uh, although the teacher was very reluctant to accept me in the classroom, um, because I, at this time, I didn't know any, any, any English. <laughs> but I knew what the teacher was teaching. So I say, please, um, can I use the books? And uh, because I want to support my, my children, the books were in Spanish, but they, the teacher couldn't use it. So um, I volunteered for almost a year teaching them in Spanish. And it was working very well until a new principal arrived to the school. And she said that the bilingual program will be ending. And in a very, very strong voice said, you are in USA, and you need to, and children must be learning in English only. So, when she said that, she was not thinking on the students. And on the parents, we were invisible to them, to her because we were there. And she came and, and took, took away all the signs about ESL information, English as a second language. She turned up all the signs and threw it to the, through the trash. So um, she even fired the resource bilingual teacher. Um, and because of this horrible situation, we think, we thought, and I immediately went to my husband because <laughs> I was the one who was volunteering. He was working to put the food on the table, of course. But I say, we need to do something. This is not right. This is unacceptable. What she's doing is destroying the soul of the students. And that cannot happen. We, not on our, our, on our eyes, we need to do something. So um, we turn this horrible situation into a positive one. We got organized, and we get organized to demand the human right on education. Um, 
But we demanded not only education, we demanded, we demanded quality bilingual education for our children. My husband and I were convinced that a quality bilingual program it was the best program for all children. And I truly believe that 100%. For bilingual students, the best program for them are the ones who value their, their identity, the programs that value the language, the programs that value them as a human, as an individuals. And if you are in the classroom and you have those students, please, please don't look away. They need you because unfortunately, this continue to happen. Because we know with a bilingual program, they will be better equipped to better opportunities in life. And they can open the op opportunities they can be open for them. So that's why I'm very passionate of the quality programs for, for low-income students, the students. So because of this uh, situation, we took action. We just didn't cry. We cried, but we stopped and did something. We called all the parents and got organized and with the help of the bilingual resource teacher, we were able to bring her back to the classroom, to the program. We were able to establish, reestablish a truly bilingual program with bilingual teachers. So it can be done if we really want to do something. So this new um, parent committee also met with the principal. And we, and we demanded an apology to the parents and to the students for the horrible action that she made. We called the parents for a meeting and the principal write wrote a letter, an apology letter, and presented to the parents. Later, she resigned. Because you will find people, and that's okay, that they are true to their beliefs, but we are also. So we will find these people everywhere. But if we have the tools on how to work within the system, things can happen. Because ultimately, people are the ones who make things happen. Are not the ideas, are not the talking, are the actions. The success of implementing the first bilingual program in El Cajon gives us energy to continue. We knew that if we wanted quality bilingual programs in the district schools, we must get organized and continue working. 
So in in 1991, excellence and excellence in justice and education was established. Formed formed by parents, for parents, and most important for students. After too many years of activism, I can say that the struggle is constant because the educational system is not made for low-income students. We have two systems in place. One for one group who has money, and the other one for people who cannot pay a quality education or cannot uh, attend schools that are equipped to, to provide the education the low-income students need. So we have to do it. So, and we have a lot of samples of that. Um, I don't know if you know uh, 187, when in, in 94, this law was to prohibit children from undocumented immigrants for, from accessing public education and emergency health services. Unfortunately, Although the, the, the law passed, but it was um, later because many, many uh, uh, um, organizations and lawyers uh, did the fight to reject and, uh, that, this law, and fortunately the law was uh, unconstitutional. But then another one, 227. And that particular law was to eliminate the bilingual programs. So as I say, it's constant. Um, and we, EGE, as a parent organization, was very active on rejecting all these, all these laws. And, and, and this law passed, but in El Cajon, Thanks to the um, work that we were doing, the programs, we keep the programs in the district. And this is a district very, very conservative. We were the only school, the only district that keep the, um, the programs at that time. And now another story. <laughs> In 2004, the district decided to close one of the schools that we were working. This school was serving predominantly low-income students, and mostly um, from Mexico. So the plan from the district was to close the school and displace all the students to already overcrowded and low-performing schools. So they did it. They did it, and we were very frustrated. We were very angry. We, uh, when we knew that this is the, this, the, this, the district was doing this, 
we packed the boardroom and uh, presented arguments of why the school needed to be open, but they, again, didn't care. They didn't care about the students, they didn't care about the parents, so they decided to close the school. So, and again, we, we cry, but at this time, we say, we cannot fight the system. We need to do something different. And that difference was to create our own school. And that's how Eje Academies was pres uh, the, uh, we say to do our own school. And at that time, um, we didn't know about the charter exactly, but we did the research. And a, a group of educators, at that time including my daughter, wrote the charter, presented to the, to the charter petition to the district, and the charter was approved to establish the first independent charter in El Cajon, offering dual language for all students, not just the bilingual students, the students. This is for all. We started with um, 110 students. Let me show you, Diana. Um, 110 students behind this this these were the first students we have behind another school in portables with nothing no field no uh, tools but the classrooms but yet the students were learning again so this was in um, 2005 um, in 2009, we were able to open the Middle School Academy. Today, we are serving, and this is just a, uh, this is the story that we have at the school for any visitor, because we don't want them to just come to the school uh, and, and see that we have a beautiful building, an old building, but it's a school. This is, um, the middle, these are the middle school students. So today we are having, we are serving over 800 students and the struggle, struggle continue because the struggle is Always, always about people, for people. And I truly believe because people, we people are the ones who make things happen. And I can live with this quote that I always, always have in my mind. If no us, who? If no now, when. So, thank you very much.